goodness! Justin Jefferson pulled it in! Looking for A.J. Brown. He's got it! Touchdown! In trouble, T.J. Watts. I am just, like, stoked about this Lions team. Debo Samuel! There he goes! Foot on the gas! All the way! Two MVP season. Not overreacting, but it might be happening. Caught in the end zone! Keenan Allen! There he gets him! It is Parsons! Back at the 21. I love the upside, the athleticism. Kelsey, good night, touchdown, Chiefs win it. What's going on, everybody? Uh, this is our week 17 preview. We have a two-man run today. Uh, Matt is on PTO, so just Dom and I. What's going on, Dom? What's up, Tom? So, got a, a bit of an interesting week. A few good games in the slate, playoff implications, but more importantly, fantasy championship week. Um, I am sitting in two leagues with uh, a championship perhaps on the table. Dom, did you say you were in one? Yeah, I'm, in, I'm only in two leagues, made to the finals in one, lost in the semis in the other. So, pretty successful year overall, but hoping I can get the one title. Could have jumped on the uh, the ship with me for uh, this one league I'm in with Matt, and we could have been partners in it, and now we uh, could have been the championship. But... That's a good Joe point. Here, who, um, who, who are you up against? Just so... um, I am up against Jake and Skibbs. Okay, okay. Good luck to you in that. Yeah, I think they're in first place or second place, and I'm a 7-7 team that squeaked in, I think, as the 6th seed or the 5th seed. So, <laughs> that's, that's how it usually goes. Yeah, but I will, uh, I'll take it, but... Let's jump into these um, into this week. So we got a Thursday night game happening in about 40 minutes, 35 minutes. Um, let's do a quick little run-by of that. Do we think the Jets, the Browns pull this off? Yeah, so this, this game is very interesting because it's two great defenses and two offenses that like we think are mediocre but have actually been playing pretty well as of late. Like Joe Flacco, like... I don't know what's going on with him, but he's he's insane. Um, I also I was looking up his stats. I don't know if you remember, he was a Jet for three seasons. I did three not. Years? I thought yeah. I would. I, if you asked me how many seasons, I would have said one. Yeah, I I do not remember him being there for three years, but he was. I, I must have um, I must have blanked out on some of that. But it's a little bit of a revenge game for him here. Uh, obviously, I think his most, um, I don't want to say famous, but most rememberable time as a jet was when he led the comeback against the Browns. That was probably um, his biggest accomplishment as a jet. So this is a little bit of revenge for him. No Amari Cooper tonight. We just found that out. So um, I think that is interesting because that means sauce can now lock down like Elijah Moore. Like who does that really leave? Like there's really no one, no one else after him at that point, but I think this makes that, that this makes Njoku the, uh, the first target here. Yeah. I would probably say the way, cause Flacco has been targeting him. I think I actually just saw a tweet he has, like, in the four games Flacco has played, he had, like, six the first game, then nine, then, like, 14, and then eight. So, like, he's being very heavily targeted. Like, that's an average of uh, almost 28, almost seven, more than seven targets a game. Yeah, so, so like, he'll probably get fed in the middle of the field. Um, I'm going to have to take the Browns here at home. I'm fully on the Browns bandwagon at the start of the year I thought they were going to be awful and here I am now with a Super Bowl future on them so I'm hoping the Cleveland Browns keep it rolling um like the over under for this game is 33 and a half if if the Jets somehow score 17 in this game I'll be amazed 
if Cleveland in this game somehow scores like 24, I think I'll be amazed. So I'm expecting low scoring, but I think the Browns will win at home. Yeah, I think the Browns probably pulled this off. They're at home, and the defense is um, probably the only, the Jets the only defense, I would say, that are really neck and neck with the Browns all season. But the Browns have the better offense, even without their number one option. But he can just give Njoku probably 10 targets again, I guess, and maybe uh, see where that goes. But I guess we'll do a, a clean sweep of the Browns here. But as long as Brees Hall gets his targets and his receptions for my fantasy championship, fine by me. Blacko throws, caught, and it is a touchdown for Jerome Ford. Through the middle, into the end zone, Kareem Hunt. Play action, fires, picked off at the 30-yard line. All the way, touchdown. Blacko on third and goal, throwing, caught, Elijah Moore for the score. First game, we'll make it the Saturday game. Um, our first one of focus here. Lions-Cowboys. Is this a game where the Lions kind of continue to play their full games, as you would like to call them? I mean, it. this would... I would like to see them play a full game because obviously the Cowboys are a playoff team. And, I mean, the Lions are one of those teams where we need to see them just consistently do it. They finally won a division title. First division title in 30 years, which is just insane to think about but the cowboys when they're at home they're actually unstoppable they're seven and oh at home and i think that does for whatever reason them just being home makes them play on another level their um, average win margin is significantly higher at home than on the road and I, i'm gonna have to take the bounce back here from dallas i mean we were forgetting that like two weeks ago, Dak Prescott was the MVP favorite possibly. And now he's completely an afterthought. He's still having a great year. You have to assume that the Cowboys will bounce back. I mean, they just had two tough road games. So them coming home again, fits right into the narrative where at home, they just win. And maybe the Lions come in with a little bit of a letdown. I don't know. Do you think like they clinched the division? They got that off their shoulders. Do you think they can just come in now on a Saturday night and have a little bit of a letdown? I would say I, I do think Dallas is going to win this game. I'll start with that. I don't know if it would be a letdown per se for Detroit because they are six-point dogs. And Dallas, like you said, is 7-0 at home. They're fantastic at home. It is still a dome game for Jared Goff, which helps his performance out usually. But we haven't seen the Lions defense impress too much, and CeeDee Lamb and Dak still have that probably besides two and Tyreek Hill, I guess probably the best connection between a quarterback and a wide receiver all season. So I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna pick Dallas here, but not so much in a letdown. But I do think six could be they could win they could win by a full score for sure. I have no idea what the actual odds are, but who do you think gets more receiving yards, Amon Ra or Ceedee Lamb in this game? See, like you, the chalk pick would just be to say Ceedee, but like, is it really chalk though? Because he's becoming like he's now like. I hate to like. He already has four, He already has over fourteen hundred yards. Like he, yeah, is, he's and he leads league in receptions too. So like, I hate to bring fantasy into it, but like, he puts up the most numbers, whether it be fantasy or or just regular statistics now with receptions mm-hmm. and yards. Like, I think Tyree Kill leads league in yards, so I think he's second or third if he passed Keenan Allen, and then he's first in receptions, I believe. So he's gonna have the opportunity. And the Lions defense is not good, and Rico Dowdle is out. So that I believe they declared him out like an hour ago. And that puts Tony Pollard kind of in the driver's seat here. And mid, you would think that you know, if this was week three, you'd be like, this is going to be a Tony Pollard like 
eruption game where he goes off for 35 fantasy points and wins you the week, but it kind of just hasn't been the case at all this season, so no. there's no reason Dallas's run game should be any better. Um, so I, I'm going to go with, with, I guess, CeeDee Lamb having more yards, although as an Amon Ra fantasy manager, I would not mind Amon Ra having more yards than everybody else this week. Yeah, I think I think I agree with you. Maybe if the Lions fall down early, Amon Ra gets some few extra catches, but I think... I think CD will get enough playing time this game to just uh, win that battle that I brought up. Yeah, for sure. I think, and uh, we're both taking Dallas here. Yep. All right. Chalk to start. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. But on to the next game, which we are viewing the Ravens here, I guess, in another game of the year type. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, Ravens and Dolphins. I love here. that we have. I love that we have a game of the year every week because I think it's yeah. just it just keeps on building, and I love that we do it. <laughs> and they all seem to. And every game of the year seems to involve either the Dolphins or the Ravens. Yeah, so, pretty much. <laughs> and the Dolphins finally had a game of the year where they didn't put up a huge stinker and just completely disappoint everybody. But they're going into Baltimore here, and you saw Baltimore just put a beating on San Francisco, like very, very, very badly. And the Eagles beat the Dolphins pretty comfortably, and San Francisco destroyed the Eagles, and the Ravens beat San Francisco. So by that logic, it has to be the Ravens in a blowout. But um, we are just going to give an unbiased viewing here because this is a different Dolphins team um, than we saw probably earlier in the season. So I'll I'll throw it to you first. What do we think here? What's going to be the outcome of this game? Yeah, so the first thing that I think of when I see this game, I don't know if you remember, last year, week two, the Dolphins went to the Ravens, and Tua threw four touchdowns in the fourth quarter to uh-huh. lead a, yeah. a 35 to 14 uh, comeback. The Dolphins wound up winning 42 to 38. So they went on an insane run in the fourth quarter. Um, so like, I feel like maybe that that seems so lucky though. Like I, I want to take the Dolphins because I've been riding with them. I'm pretty sure I said in the reaction last week. Let me just keep riding with the Dolphins here, but. What like really looking into it? I just heard Jalen Waddle like might not play this week. I don't, I don't know think if he's going to play at all. I think I think he he DMP'd twice, and I believe they said they don't expect him to play. Yeah, which that kind of came out of left field. I did not know that was a possibility this week. Um, it's a high ankle sprain. Um, so I guess it's worse than the one Tyree Kill. I, I think Tyree Kill probably had a high ankle sprain. When he, yeah, um, and Tyreek I think should play this week. It seems like no, he's yeah, Tyreek Kill played last week too, and he was fine. So. I know, but he's like questionable like every week at this point. So you never. I think really know. I think the fantasy apps just automatically put him as questionable, <laughs> just because if he like does not practice for like a day, especially on like Wednesday, and he might get a veteran, he might have like veteran rush days built into this too. Like he's also you know they might want to keep him fresh for the playoffs. They're trying to make a Super Bowl run, or he's um getting those paternity tests taken care of. Uh, could be doing that yeah. too. <laughs> um, but f- for this game, I mean, like the fact that the Ravens just went to San Francisco. And beat the team that I declared heavy Super Bowl favorites. I feel like I would be an idiot not to take the Ravens in, in this situation. When I originally thought about it, I was like, ooh, the Dolphins, you know, like last year they came back to win two, has been playing great again. Maybe he just knows how to beat them. But just thinking about it logically, I can't turn my back on what Baltimore's doing. I mean, they're having an insane season. Their defense is insane. If Waddle's not playing, they can focus on Hill, which I think is big for them. So. I'm going to take the Ravens here at home in hopefully, again, potential game of the year. Hopefully it's high scoring like last year because this team, both these teams' offense have so much firepower going on. So I'm going to take the Ravens here in a potential uh, shootout. Yeah, I think I think I kind of have to take the Ravens here as well. I, it, they, just based on how dominant they've, they looked against San Francisco, like no one does that to the 49ers in their own stadium on prime mm-hmm. time. And 
Their defense is phenomenal, the Ravens. And I think Zay Flowers is really starting to come into his own here. He's he's starting to heat up um, a lot. But the thing is with him, he dmp twice this week with a calf. And a calf is tough because if he doesn't play, that's a big shot to their um, passing attack. And I think Zay Flowers, like, like with no Jalen Waddle and Zay Flowers for the Ravens, that definitely gives them a leg up there. But I'm going to say he probably... I think I think he, he I think he's probably gonna play. I think it might just be like a sore calf, and especially in a game like this, he's probably gonna want to make sure that he can make it win this week and lock up the number one seed. Then he can rest and then rest it for two weeks um, with week eighteen and the bye. So I'm gonna say he plays. Kyle Hamilton is limited practice on Thursday, which is good because that knee injury looked kind of ugly. Um, but I think these are not these are it's not enough for the Ravens to make me not want to choose them here so i I guess we're going double browns and double ravens and double um (laughs) cowboys to start off but yeah so um if if the dolphins win this game is two of them going to become the mvp favorite or will someone else or will lamar stay as the mvp favorite do you think or will someone else leapfrog because it seems like now for the past three or four weeks we've just picked a game and said whoever wins will be the favorite so with lamar (laughs) being the favorite right now if Tua wins does he become the favorite if they win, do the Dolphins then jump the Ravens in the standings? Because they'll have beaten well, them and they both have four losses? They'll be tied, but the Dolphins hold the tiebreaker. So, yeah, so they'll be the they one seed. Win the following, if they can beat Buffalo the following week, then yeah. Okay, so I'm going to say yes, because Tua would then have the stats. Like, Lamar has the record, but Tua's stats are better than Lamar's, I believe. Mm-hmm. Not rushing, but obviously, but Tua's passing stats are significantly better than Lamar's, I yes. feel like. Um. And that would then give the Dolphins the one seed, and that would probably be enough to at least make him the favorite for the time being. And if he can fight off, if if he can fight off the Bills in Week 18, then I think that probably gives Tua his MVP. And one other thing that no one's talking about: this game is happening in Week 17, and Tua and Lamar have not missed a single game this year. They are the two most injury-prone quarterbacks, and it seems like every quarterback is getting hurt this year. And somehow these two have made it the entire season. So it's good to see because like um, the Chiefs and Bengals game looked like it was going to be fantastic back in like May when they released the schedule. Now there's no Burrow. Luckily, we get Tua and Lamar in this game. So hopefully it, yeah. uh, it uh, pans out good for us. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I just want to see a really good game here. This is this is the this is a four o'clock game or is it a one o'clock game? No, it's one, 10 one o'clock games. Don't know who made this schedule. O'clocks. Yeah. Well, don't know I mean, at least, hopefully, hopefully, red zone gives us uh, gives us a good amount of coverage <laughs> on this game. I'm sure they will Better. because the Bills Patriots game seemingly will be a blowout, even though the Patriots beat them last time. Falcons Bears could be a total like just slugfest that ends in less. Every time I say a game can be a total slugfest, I feel like one team scores 35 points. But <laughs> so I'm not gonna finish the thought. But whatever. Um, on to the next one here. We uh, have another game with some pretty big playoff implications. We have the New Orleans Saints going up against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers um in tampa and bucks open up or not open up they are currently per the article i'm reading are a three-point favorite over new orleans what do you think i mean this one seems too easy that i feel like is not easy like the bucks have won four in a row now they've just been absolutely cruising their defense has been pretty well their offense has been insane um i mean like baker mayfield's playing himself into I don't want to get too crazy here, but there's a chance he makes like thirty million dollars next year. I would say I he's playing himself into hundred million dollars. Yeah, like, so like he can get a three year deal for hundred mil. I would think if they, if they win a division and somehow win a playoff game, and 
I think they maybe they are saying Baker's a bridge quarterback and they try and draft somebody like like Michael Penix or I don't they're not early enough for Jaden Daniels with a playoff win, but I think Baker could for sure get himself like a, a Geno type deal, maybe not a hundred mil, but like a Geno type deal where it's like three for like seventy five or eighty. Yeah, he definitely deserves that. In my opinion, at least like a two year extension. Like he's playing pretty well. All their pieces are um, still, or at least should be there. It depends what happens with Evans. But he's played himself into a contract, which is good to see for him. Considering the past two years, he's kind of just been kicked to the curb by uh, three different teams. But yeah. with that said, I have to take the Bucks here. I I think it's too easy where maybe the Saints pull off this upset. But when these teams played in week, um, I think it was four or five, uh, week four, the Bucks won easily in New Orleans. It was 26 to nine. Game was never close. I feel like the Bucks defense feasted on Carr that day also. So I'm hoping the same happens here. Everybody knows how I feel about Derek Carr and how we all feel about Derek Carr. So if the Bucks can just shut them out early enough, and then let Derek Carr get his stat padding stats in the fourth quarter to make it seem closer than it really is. <laughs> but I'm gonna take the Bucks here at home. I think they wrap up the division, which um I pretty I texted you guys this, but in our preseason, I had the Falcons, you had the Saints, Matt had the Panthers, and somehow the Bucks might actually win this division. So we could all all three of us could be wrong, which is pretty impressive here. <laughs> Yeah, um, I, I think there's a good chance the Bucks do lock up this weekend. We're going, we're going, uh, in agreement for the first four games, and the yeah, first four games we're predicting today. So I looked up the box score for the, the week four game. It is pretty horrific for a car. He was twenty three for thirty seven, no scores and and no picks though, but he did have one hundred twenty seven yards. Um, Kamara had eleven for fifty one, and like Taysom oh. Hill with a few carries. And this, obviously this was no the Kamar game. The... This was the Kamar receiving game. Yep. Yeah. No. 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 Wait. Yes. Yep. Thirteen for thirty-three. Um. This was his first game back, where it's like, okay, Alvin Kamara is still wide receiver one. Uh, Chris Olave yep. one for four. Um. I am playing Chris Olave in a fantasy championship this week. If that happens again. I will be very excited. Um, I have Olave, so uh, let's hope. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Not happy media. Though, just, just, yeah. just bad game, Olave. You know, just a bad game. That's all yeah. I want. Um. But yeah, so this was an embarrassing game for the Saints, and I think this Bucks team—that was when everyone's saying they were like a, for, uh, a fraudulent game to make them mm-hmm. go three and ones. They were two and one at that point. I don't know, man. Like they're eight and seven now, right? Uh, yeah. I think I think if if someone told me the Bucks were nine and seven, like right now, based on what I've been watching for them all year, I would be not really at all surprised. I think they're playing pretty well, and Evans is catching touchdowns like nobody's business, and Godwin is—I think he has. Does he have no? You know what it was? I saw one of your favorite stats. It was uh, an air yard stat uh, that oh, Godwin has like four hundred air yards over the last three games. So he apparently is like due for a blow up game. But I'm taking the Bucks here. We're gonna go uh, on the same pick with our first four games. So with the... I'm I'm trying to think. So obviously, if the Bucks win this game, they lock up the division. I'm trying to do the mental tiebreakers in my head right now, where if the Saints win this game, they'll have eight wins. The Bucks will have eight wins. If the Falcons lose this week but win next week, they'll also have eight wins against because they play the Saints next week. So they could have eight. The the Saints could have eight. The Bucks could potentially have eight if they lose out, which would then force potentially if the Saints win this game and the Falcons win out, the Falcons get the division. If the Bucks lose out and the Falcons lose to the Bears, then beat the Saints, 
based on tiebreakers, I think the Falcons would win the division at eight and nine by having four division wins. Um, yes, because the Bucks would have three. Because no, no, yeah. So if if the Bucks lose the last they have two to games, lose out. Three yeah. Three, yeah. So for sure, the uh, Falcons would get that four seed and take on Dallas. Um, so if the Saints, but if the Saints win out, they would then. They're not even guaranteed it because they would still be tied with the Bucks. I think they'd lose out. I think the Bucks would. Well, if they went out, that means they would be four and two in the division, and the Bucks would be three and three if they lose to the Saints. So they would be guaranteed. No, because if the the Bucks could win next week and get to four oh, and two, right. also, and they play they play the Panthers next week. They play the Panthers. So that should be an easy uh, win. That's tough for the Saints. Well, I mean, the Bucks. I mean, the Bucks strength of victory is over 400 Simple. and the saints is three of just over 300 so i mean they are the, the bucks are certainly the more deserving team but and i think they could probably make more noise in the playoffs i'd rather see the, the bucks getting, i think they Agreed. have the best Agreed. chance of beating dallas over any of the damn the falcons or the saints or matt's panthers sorry to take a shot at him <laughs> when he's uh, when he's on around um no that's fine <laughs> but all right so jumping into a next game here we have steelers and seahawks another game that matt is not around to discuss um Seattle is three and a half point favorites currently in Seattle. And I think, I think, see, I think the Seahawks win this one. Uh, Mason Rudolph in his second start. I think this is a comeback down to earth game for him. Uh, he kind of played ridiculously good for a division game, uh, kind of being just thrown into it, being the third quarterback of their season. And Seattle's, we thought probably five or six weeks ago, they were nothing to look twice at in terms of being a scary team. Once they beat the Eagles, yeah, and then they had an ugly win against the Fal- Panthers or Falcons last week. They beat the the, the Seahawks. They beat an NFC South. They beat team. the they no, they beat the Titans. Titans. Okay, okay. I was thinking Panthers because it was uh, AFC blue. South. AFC South. Yeah. Okay, so an ugly win, but nonetheless they get it done. They're now eight and seven, and Steelers seem to be trending down. Although they won that game last week, but Seattle seems to be trending up. I'm going to take Seattle here, um, and. To go to nine and seven, and at the and they would stay in the seventh seed if the Rams beat the Giants. So, um, what do you think here? First off, I have to say I absolutely hate that I predicted the Bengals last week because I don't know if you remember my lead up. It was the Bengals are going up, the Steelers are going down. This is the perfect time for the Steelers to turn it around, and they just dominated the Bengals. That game was <laughs> never close whatsoever. No. And from the jump, when that first George Pickens touchdown, it was like 88-year touchdown. I'm like, oh, so this game's going to be one of those. Yeah, it, they they just controlled that entire game. And the Seahawks now have had back-to-back 20-17 to 17 wins, which is kind of, kind of um, interesting to see that. But I wonder if Matt was here, I think he would try to convince us to take the Seahawks. So he can pick the like- Steelers. This is, this is where I was gonna say, like, we need like like when when Matt is not here, it it because he he always goes last usually. So he sometimes I feel like definitely just takes games just so he wouldn't take three of us and he could be like on the yeah. other side. But and especially in a Steelers game, I think he would he would want us to take Seattle so he can take the Steelers and it wouldn't be like a chalk pick by all three of us. Yeah, like I think that's what he wants to do, and I, I'm gonna be honest, I do think Seattle probably wins this game but this is just the year of the backup quarterback like the Seahawks won two weeks ago with Drew Locke the Steelers won last week with Mason Rudolph Gardner Minshew's leading his team potentially to the playoffs um Joe Flacco out of nowhere 
potentially could win the AFC North if everything falls right for him. Like, this is just the year of the backup quarterback, and I don't know if this is just the inner Matt in me saying do the opposite, but I'm going to take the Steelers here, and I don't think... This is one where I'm not very confident in, but there's just something about it that I think maybe, maybe they can pull this game out. Maybe Geno still a little rusty. He didn't play great last week. He led a good final drive, but overall wasn't great. George Pickens, I don't know. Maybe he can just catch a few long touchdowns again. I mean, four catches for 200 yards. Like, that's easy. You can do that every week. Um, yeah, do it all the time. Be the safety every I, time and just keep running. I see Witherspoon is on the injury list. He's questionable. I mean, if he doesn't play, that should significantly help Pickens and Johnson because if he's playing, that's not a great matchup for them whatsoever. But Again, super low confidence in this, but I'm going to take the Steelers here. I hope Matt's happy with me, or he wants to lose this game because he said weeks ago he just wants a whole teardown. But if the Steelers win this game, it guarantees Mike Tomlin, what, his like 20th straight non-losing season or however long he's been there. I don't, I've don't. i lost yeah, track at this I think point. He came, I think he came the year or year or two after the first Super Bowl, so like 2008. Yeah, so he's... 15 years-ish. He just doesn't... Just doesn't have losing seasons. I'm not ready for them to have it this year. So I will take the Steelers here on the road in Seattle. One of the three, four o'clock games we have. So hopefully it can be entertaining. You know, that's good because I'm happy you did that. So we have some um, some back and forth rather than us just be seeing eye to eye on all this. Cause it, it was <laughs> due. Um, so for the last game we're going to discuss here, uh, we get the Bengals and the Chiefs. The Chiefs are seven-point favorites in Kansas City. And Bengals got, like we said, stomped on last week by the Steelers. Was that in Cincinnati or was that in Pittsburgh? It was, it was in, in Cincinnati. It was I Cincinnati, think. even worse. And now they go into yeah. Arrowhead against the very slumping Chiefs who... Never mind. It was in Pittsburgh. It was in Pittsburgh? Okay. Yeah, my um, bad. So they, <laughs> and the Chiefs, they had a, a brutal loss, uh, I believe it was loss. on, Chris, on was Christmas, Christmas yep. um, against the Raiders and... I would say they are just going to bounce back because that's what Kansas City does. But this is not the Chiefs that we've seen in different years. And I think that Cincinnati still has a chance to make a, take, a, take a playoff spot here because if they They win, have a real chance, yeah. Yeah, like, although they're the nine seed, 10 seed, they have the same record as the 7 seed. And um, a division... I'm looking at this crazy long tiebreaker story with <laughs> how the Colts get the seven over everybody else. But Cincinnati has do they have they have the Ravens next week? Is that is that what they play? No, they have the Browns next week. Oh the Browns, okay. But um, the Browns could potentially Ra- lock up that five seed so maybe seed, they bench yeah. people. Yeah. Yeah. So I do you know what? I think I think I'm I I can't go Cincinnati. If the Chiefs they'll be they'll be nine and seven. Is that that's what they'll be if if we do this? Um, I mean, if you take the Bengals here, that's your underdog pick because they're seven point dogs. Like you would have to ride that. Or, or maybe I'll take my typical, you know, one and a half point underdog. Yeah, of course. Like I said that I do. <laughs> Even though it's not a thing, it's always three or more. Sometimes I think two and a half. I took the Eagles once. Yeah, yeah. It happened. It happened, it happened one time. Yes, it happened one time. All right, <laughs> but you know what? It's such a, it's such a tough look in Arrowhead. Now nah, give me the Chiefs. I can't do it. I can't do it. Give me the Chiefs. If so. I mean, like, this is the this is a new rivalry, which I feel like this is the 
third straight year now where they've played week like 14-ish, 16-ish. Like they always play at the end of the season, which I kind of like. Obviously would have been better if Burrow was playing. Um, I have no faith in this Chiefs team whatsoever. Like, I mean, they just got fully dominated by the Raiders, which if you told me that a week ago, I would have said like, no, not not happening this year. But that's that's how low the Chiefs are right now. Like, I don't know where where they can improve on upon this season. Like what what do you think the Chiefs can possibly do to get better in the next three weeks? Because they're not they're not able to add anybody and the roster is what it is at this point. Like what is there that they can actually do to improve their team? I'm I I think they're out of options here. Like unless Andy Reid just starts drawing up like the most immaculate of plays, but he kind of has been all year. Like these guys are just dropping the ball. Like it's just routine plays that are resulting in like really easy points for the other team. Like Kadarius Tony, that play where he just batted the ball up into the air himself and just on an easy slant and just created an interception for the other team that was on like the Chiefs twenty on the Patriots game, and they get the ball on like the Chiefs twenty yard line. Like against good teams, you will lose those those kind of games like eight times or nine times out of ten, and. I think being this this three seed here, like I don't want to play the Bills if I'm the Chiefs. Agree. And I certainly and if they drop down to the four, if Jacksonville somehow squeaks out, even I don't I don't know if Trevor Lawrence is going to play this week. He's I think officially limited in practice today. But if they jump down to the four somehow, I don't want to play the Browns either because that because if you can't score points against that defense, the Chiefs haven't scored points in the second half all year. So this team is not made to play a play like playoff football. So I, I think the Chiefs. They might just not have it this year, and they may need to make significant offensive changes in the offseason. Like, Pacheco was out a couple games, sure, but you can't rely on Travis Kelsey being, like, the Travis Kelsey of 2021 and 2022 anymore, and even pretty much back since 2017. Like, he had a couple minor injuries, but they might not be so minor. The fact that his performance seems to really be, like, just so much quieter. Like, he hasn't been as many electric plays, like, big breakout runs and Red, like automatic red zone touchdowns it just they just look broken it's weird and and i love that when we talk about travis kelsey like having a down year he has 90 catches and 968 yards like he'll it's probably finish for, him, the, for sure yeah i know but it's insane like he'll probably finish with 102 catches for about 1100 yards and we're like this guy stinks meanwhile half the league more than half the league would kill to have that stat line it's 100%. just insane of how good he's been recently um for this game though, Jake Browning is three and two as a starter this year, and his only two losses are to the Steelers. So I think maybe the Steelers just have his number. They just know how to handle him. They know how to beat the Bengals. Division rivalry makes sense. What I'm not, I can't take him to win in Arrowhead. Like there's no way the Chiefs lose to Aiden O'Connell and Jake Browning within a six day stretch, both of no which way. are at home. Um. I would definitely take the Bengals spread here because there's I just can't see a world where Kansas City somehow like really dominates this Bengals team because they've showed that they can fight and they can stay in it. It looks like Jamar Chase is playing. So I'm going to take the Chiefs in a very, very close game. Maybe like a fourth quarter field goal is the difference. But I, again, I have no confidence in this Chiefs team. So if they were to lose this game, I would not be shocked at this point. But I will take them to win a close game. Yeah, I think this could certainly be a, a less than one score, um, or a one score contest, I guess, because the like the Chiefs, like like I said, they don't score points the second half, so 
it, it really isn't, it isn't that hard to like to come from behind and beat them. But I think uh, Mahomes is gonna gonna. I I don't even know if it's a get right game, but I just kind of get back on track because I can't see them go, being nine and seven and then perhaps going nine and eight. I'm not sure. They, I think they play the Chargers next week actually. So they do. Yeah. So all right. So they're pretty much guaranteed ten wins, but. Into upset picks we go. Uh, we had one one game that we picked differently on. Um, yeah. So I'm going to pick a game that we did not cover. Um, I'm going to pick the Falcons against the Bears. Ooh, I, I, think. I love that. I love that. Is pick. that was that you, you said you were you were thinking about two? Is that one of the ones that was standing out to you? I honestly have about like three games that I was looking at. That okay. that was one of them that was staring at me. So I'm going to take that one and then. Um, Something like something else jumped out at me. I don't know why the Broncos are five and a half point favorites against the Chargers. The Chargers still scored twenty two points against the Bills last week, and now it has it is now, the Chargers. The Broncos are clearly now in full tank mode. Like it's very evident. It, so the spread did go down to three and a half. So it oh, did it's drop. three and a half now. Okay, this it article did drop. must be okay. It I believe it opened at five and a half, and then once they announced um, Russ isn't starting, which by the way. Just like briefly talk about that. If the Broncos cut uh Russ and decide to have eighty-five million dollars in dead cap next year, that is probably the dumbest decision I can possibly think of. Like his cap hit next year, I think is only like forty-five million dollars. Or yeah. I think it's even less, but the dead cap, if they cut him, makes it shoot up. You're better off just keeping him on the bench as a backup and not playing him because you'll save more money than you are by cutting him. It makes no sense that they would cut him, in my opinion. But it's with that yeah. with that being said, though, if they do cut him, I think he's bound to be a New England Patriot. I don't know why. It just makes perfect sense to me. It does kind of make sense there because I think the Patriots... like It's a very Bill Belichick move to go after the old veteran and like try and make him work mm-hmm. in his system. Like, that's kind of what Bill, like, no, no matter the position, like, not just quarterback, like, Bill, it's, it, but I I just kind of think we're past that point in his career where it's like, oh, Bill Belichick got this guy, he's going to turn him into, like, you know, an all-pro, or turn him back back into an all-pro. I don't know if he ever has had one. But I think I also like the Chargers. I think since Matt's not here, I'm going to go with two picks. Uh, I'm going to take the Chargers against the Broncos, and I'm going to take the Falcons against the Bears here. And this article actually was published eight hours ago that I'm reading. So I guess it must have moved recently unless it's just out of date. But let's hear yours. Huh. So you took my top two. So I'm going <laughs> to I'll get that out of the way, that those are my top two. Um, The Dolphins were initially intriguing, but I'm going to take the Ravens. I'm going to go with them in that. Um, I think I'll probably just ride with the Steelers here because they are three and a half point dogs. But... I, I am very intrigued by the Chargers because, like you said, like the Broncos aren't trying anymore, and the Chargers are at least somewhat competitive. They have that interim coach mojo going for them. Didn't didn't fully work last week because I think they scored like twenty something points, but I'm pretty sure they kicked 20, like four. Twenty six, no, twenty five, twenty two, or twenty four, twenty two. And they kicked a lot of field goals. So like their offense wasn't able to get all the way there. I don't know if they can do it against the Broncos defense, but I do think. I do think the Chargers have a real good shot of winning considering it's Easton Stick versus Jared Stidham. Just a classic rivalry game right there. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna ride I'm gonna ride with the Chargers and the Falcons with you, and I'll have the Steelers since I picked them already. So gotcha. I could see that. I, I wouldn't be surprised. I think the Dolphins would be a good pick. I'm trying to think who Matt would have took. I feel like hmm. 
He could take the Raiders. I could see him taking the Raiders against the Colts. I feel like that's something he would do. I also didn't hate the Titans against the Texans. Um, but I think Stroud's going to come back this game, and I feel like when Stroud gets announced that he is playing, the spread's probably going to jump way up. Yeah, I think it already has moved a little bit. I think it opened at 3.5. I already see 4.5 right now, so I'm ex- it probably yeah. will keep going up. But yeah, it, might, it might close like 5.5 or 6. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. And then like, there's a few spreads this week that are just insane. Like The Commanders are playing the Niners. This is just a get-right game for the Niners. Where they, they could win this game by like 20 points, and I would not be surprised whatsoever. Yeah. Um, there was another high. Sp- oh, you mentioned the Bills earlier. They could probably steamroll the Patriots if they want to, and the Eagles could potentially just completely destroy the Cardinals because their defense is that bad. So it's a possibility there. Yeah, I saw a tweet. It was it was like I genuinely feel bad for anybody who is playing CMC in their championship week, and like because he's playing the Commanders, and like he's probably gonna go off for like forty five points. Luckily, I'm playing him either, so I am uh, I'm rejoicing that. But if you are playing CMC and if you are in your fantasy championship week or third place game or any kind of situation where you can get some sort of prestige in your league, best of luck. Um, I got two. Dom got one. Hopefully we all come out on top. And if Matt has any of his own, I'm not exactly sure if he does or not, but wish him best of luck too. So um, if you are listening on YouTube... You can toss us a like and leave a comment. Let us know what you want to see us discuss in the offseason now that the playoffs are starting to come. And if you're listening on uh, Spotify or Apple, then uh, leave us a like and a review. We'd love to hear all the feedback. So good luck in your championships one last time from Dom and I. Peace.